Welcome to the Big Fellas Podcast, where we chop it up about all things past, present, and future about the game of basketball. Where facts, stats, and context reign supreme. That is blasphemous. Sometimes it gets crazy, but we always keep it real. Always keep it real. Get ready to learn from players, coaches, and fans from all levels of the game and see the court in a brand new way. And now, fresh off the sidelines, here's your host, John Hartofillis. What it do, fellas, and welcome to the Big Fellas Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, J.H., coming to you from New York City, the mecca of basketball. Today, I'm joined by Coach Wesley Horn, professional NBA shooting coach and the creator of the Shot Doctor app. We've got a good one in store for you today, fellas. Episode number nine, Wesley Horn, the Shot Doctor. Coach Horn, how are you doing? Doing good, John. How about you? I'm doing great. I'm really excited for our conversation. I think we're going to have a really good deep dive into both the art of shooting and, of course, your amazing Shot Doctor app. So just to start, I wanted to ask you uh, just to introduce yourself and kind of a bit about your coaching background for our listeners. Yeah, I want to um, go through it as quickly as I can, all right? So at, at 13 years old, starting out, I decided I wanted to pursue basketball professionally. I was better. I was from Alabama originally. I was better in football as a quarterback. But Michael Jordan, I think, like a lot of other people, stole my heart away to the sport. And uh, so I started pursuing it right away. Went to college, played, injured my ankle at 22. And uh, that's when my coaching career began at a very small uh, school in Alabama. And I was head coaching in high school and JV, both teams. Um, And then I went to a larger high school, uh, moved on from there to Pensacola Junior College, and then the NCAA at University of West Florida. Um, And from there, I, uh, it, was, it was a little bit longer of, a, of a, a transition than I make it sound just from jumping from one city to the next and all these things. But uh, from there, I, I was able to secure an internship after being rejected thousands and thousands of times uh, by the, you know, most of your NBA organizations. But I just kept, kept grinding until a door opened. Uh, I got an internship with the 76ers. Um, fortunately for me, I had some coaching experience so uh, I had a leg up on some of the other interns as far as just knowing what to do, having solutions for what was going on within the 76ers uh, program. And um, I was uh, working under uh, Harvey Pollock, who's passed away now, but he was just a brilliant guy. His nickname was Superstat. One of his best friends was uh, Shaquille O'Neal and, and Kobe, and, and uh, they always came by the office and wanted a copy of Harvey's book. Uh, and um, I just moved into a new office. I'm not sure what that is. I might have to send you a clip or a picture of it, John, because I don't know if the NBA is still making it anymore. And right now, a lot of players and coaches are going through a, a company called Synergy. There's a lot of data and statistics that are kept there. Uh, very helpful uh, when recruiting, scouting, or preparing uh, against competition, or seeing where you stand and, and match up against competition. Uh, so, but Harvey was, uh, he, he actually wrote 100 on the sheet that Wilt Chamberlain's holding in that um, famous photo of Wilt. And um, he was, it, it, we used to get in these little gripe sessions. Sometimes I would pick on him because I'm an MJ guy. He's a Wilt guy. But, uh, you know, Harvey, uh, he, he, was, he was very bright and brilliant in the, in the statistics side of it. And he almost could tell you who would win the game in certain uh, times of the first quarter, second quarter, based on how it started and who was doing what. Uh, he was a, a kind of like the Rain Man stat guy. If if uh, if you remember the movie uh, Rain Man, you know he just he could predict things as they went along. And so, um, but he helped me understand how important 
um, eliminating mistakes in basketball and how much of a chess match it really was. Uh, and mental conditioning and preparation that went into the numbers, the players that really focused and studied it, uh, some of them just had natural God-given ability that um, a lot of kids today, they see it, they want to emulate it, uh, but they're not even close to it. They're not, they don't have the ability. And so uh, I always tell players, I said, even those guys sometimes can buy into the hype too much and they don't focus on the fundamental side of things and, and prepare themselves for when they meet someone of the same uh, talent stature. And then they run into a brick wall. So uh, the numbers that were real important, that, that led me into the minor leagues developing players just from Harvey's mentorship. Matter of fact, my first uh, interview when I went out to, to uh, go out for the job in Bakersfield, California, um, I was in, uh, it was a rigorous interview, it was all day long. I was in a, a coach's office going over X's, X's and O's on a chalkboard, a whiteboard. We were spitballing ideas, different scenarios in games through videos. And then I'm thrown into a gym. I have a seven foot one player come in. I had to train him for an hour. I had a six, six guy come in. I had to train him for an hour and a six, two guard that I had to train for an hour. All three players I'd never seen before. So I had to evaluate those guys in the first 10 minutes of the, of the session to find out what it is that they needed and what I could do to help them. And so, uh, that was, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, I love those kinds of challenges. I've always, always have. And, uh, but uh, that was what I went through. And uh, I was able to break some new ground with those guys. I remember a, a few NBA coaches were kind of twiddling their thumbs around in the gym. Like, what's this rookie going to do? What's this young buck going to do? You know, I was 28 years old. And, and I was like, here's my time now. You know, I was like, God, if this is the time for me to shine, let me, let me go. And so um, I got out there and, and uh, I did all I could and, and evaluate them and broke them down pretty quickly, put them through some things. And as they returned back to their teams in the NBA, I received emails and calls from those coaches saying, you know, I appreciate it right now what you did and, 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 and delivered that to us. So uh, from that experience, that's where the shot doctor came in play and throughout that year, because a lot of different players were sent to me. I kept miscellaneous statistics and a lot of the statistics were, uh, used to help players um, help their workouts, their, their, their training, their player development stuff. And, and if a player went left, for example, and their shooting percentage, shooting off of a left-hand dribble was 52% and going right, it was 81%. We would break it down and find out what the issues were, help the player develop there. And, you know, there's a lot of film study. There's a lot of evaluating going on in that, uh, in, in that series to get to where you want to go with a player just because they're already so talented. Uh, and sometimes it's, it's harder to see uh, without the numbers. So the statistics are huge, and I'm a big numbers guy. Uh, from there, that led me into uh, working with the, the minor leagues, uh, Lakers and Clippers, as a player development coach and a shooting instructor. And I worked with all different positions. And, uh, you know, it was a, a great honor and a blessing to get the experience all the way through uh, every level. Um, and then, you know, currently today, uh, that's where actually when I was in the minor leagues, that's where I was inspired to create the Shot Doctor app and that technology. And I've been, you know, building that. We're still in a beta phase, but it's just improved year after year after year. Uh, and now I'm, I'm working with a little over 640 something athletes in Charleston, South Carolina, second grade through pro athletes. Um, and if you need to break in anytime, John, please do so because I can get long winded. <laughs> No, that, that was perfect. Just the, the entire walkthrough of your journey through the coaching was really inspiring. Something that obviously led to the development of the Shot Doctor app. 
just to get kind of more into the actual work behind the Shot Doctor app, can you give us kind of a, a general overview of what the app is? Yes. All right. So the, the technology, uh, the algorithms read the motion of the non-shooting hand. Uh, it also reads the motion, the rhythm of the, of the body from the loading pocket and uh, through the follow-through. Uh, there were two guys that I worked with in the, uh, in the minor leagues. Uh, one player, I'll, I won't name them, uh, just for, you know, uh, but anyways, uh, there, were, there were two guys that uh, one guy had a double rhythm. And uh, if you're familiar with uh, what Ben Simmons is doing, uh, he he will load with the ball. He will raise it up above his uh, guide eye and right above his shooting eye, which I'm right-handed, so that would be his right eye as well. So he comes here, and then he shoots it. So he'll come up, he'll pause, and he'll shoot. And that's why he has a very flat shot, and, he, and he's, he's getting – he's improving. Um, but um, that double rhythm, that double motion – um, causes a flat shot, and so that's why his three-point percentage is so down and guys have been sagging off of him in the past. Um, that could have been fixed uh, years ago. Uh, I have heard through the grapevine that he and a few other players in the NBA are using the Shot Doctor technology to, uh, to help with that. I have a rhythm shooting drill on here, and so if you keep a, co a consistent rhythm from your shooting pocket to your release, it will give you uh, instant haptic feedback at the top of your follow-through it will ring. And so if you, if you do it incorrectly, it will also give you the negative feedback. Um, the other player had a non-shooting hand interference problem that's probably the worst habit. And it's developed real early in life with kids. And, and um, some players have been able to have a successful career with it. Reggie Miller was one guy that when they shot, their non-shooting hand would turn inside and accelerate. Uh, the player in the NBA, he accelerated very hard with his thumb. You could hear his thumb scratch through the ball, his thumbnail, all the way across the gym. And that added acceleration when he had a player in his face contesting his shot, he would hit the top of the backboard, side of the backboard. It would just go all over the place. Now, when he was set shooting and training by himself, lights out shooter. And so, he, but the biggest thing is that I think all your listeners, especially the youth out there, need to understand is these guys – they made it to the highest level, and, it's, and it was heartbreaking for them and their families and me as well as a coach because they had been practicing bad habits for 15-plus years. And to be able to fix that at that point was like pulling teeth. And so immediately I started contacting the Celtics, the Knicks, all these guys. What are you doing to fix this problem? I know you ran into it. Well, the, the Bulls had Joe Kim Noah. As you well know, Joe Kim has a very bad double-wristed shot. And I, I met Joe Kim when he was in Florida. He and Al Hortford, a great guy. I, I thank the world of him. I love his heart. I love his energy and effort. But if, I just always thought that if he had a jump shot, he would have certainly been a, a, a very, uh, very big-time center, uh, Hall of Fame player. But um, anyways, so I started then, John, with a cast. I had a cast molding I started with on my arm because, I mean, I'm a solution guy. And, and, and one thing I want to say real quick is, in an NBA huddle, you have a 20-second timeout. You don't say a word. You don't bring up the obvious from stat sheets if you don't have a solution to what's going on. If there's issues going on in the game, you got 20 seconds. If you're going to speak up, you speak up quick, and you bring it to the table, and you get out. If you waste the coach's time, I've seen guys kicked out of the gym during practices just by showing stats that we all have a sheet to see. So, we, you know, solution-minded thinking was, was where the – the shot doctor came from. So I started with a cast and I said, well, that's not going to work. All players are going to have to go get fitted and molded to a cast. Um, 
there were harnesses that would connect to the non-shooting thumb. They're available, I think you can see online, and it goes, it does a figure eight around the arm, the non-shooting arm, and it connects a harness around the chest. Well, that hinders players from completely extending their arms as they shoot. So you can't fix a problem by possibly creating another one. And so I created a Bluetooth, uh, it was, it's a Bluetooth 3D image. Do you remember the slap bands when you were a kid, you had those bands you slapped on your wrist? So I had that on it and I have images. I can send you pictures of the 3D uh, printed um, casing for the Shot Doctor app. So I had this thing connected to a computer. I had 60 of my clients come in the gym. We would connect it to them. It would light up blue for good and red for bad. That's all it did and it would vibrate. And so I started collecting the data to see, like, almost like a heart rate monitor, to see what was going on with these players. And I videoed and I said, well, I know what's going on with this kid, this kid, all different ages. So through that um, due diligence period, I found that all players in the second, you know, basically the ones that actually pick a ball up and start playing, between that second grade time frame through their eighth grade year, or second grade through sixth grade, that's when the bad habits are produced. Uh, kids, kids heave the ball, they have hip pocket shots, they have double, I did too, you know, because we don't have the strength, the, the target's too high, the ball's too heavy, I'm shooting too far away. Um, so all those things come into factor when these mechanics are, are, are produced. And so um, you can go to my Instagram page, by the way, uh, at shot.doctor, shot period doctor, and you can scroll down and you can see my daughter. She's three years old in the video, maybe, maybe just turned three, but she's using the, the app and she's shooting and she's, looked, it, she's reading the technology before she was able to actually carry on a, a you know, conversation pretty much. She's learning to use it and learning to get the good feedback. And so um, the technology communicates with players differently. It can do things. I'll put it on players today, John, I'll tell you this. If I were training you um, back when I was in the NBA without the technology and you had the issue, uh, I would have to find out whatever, I, whatever terminologies I was using that you were able to absorb it and it was able to help. Some things that I say, excuse me, to players they don't pick up on it, so I have to change my way of coaching. That's another thing that all listeners need to understand, too, as a player, as a coach, and a coach in particular, personality is key. You have to be able to relate to players, and you can't, um, you know, give up on that kid. You just have to find the proper ways to, to get through to them, and you also have to be a coachable player. So, uh, but with the technology, it can do things in an hour, a week's time, what used to take me three months to a year, if I were lucky, based on how the player – could just understand and learn and, and focus on those mechanics. The technology, as you shoot, it just goes right into it. And so, and, and, it, and it lets you know, it alerts you. And I am in, I will tell you this, I'm, I am testing it right now, John. So uh, I haven't used it in a couple of days, but I'm gonna try to demonstrate, see if you can hear it. Did you hear that? Yep, we heard so it instantly gives the feedback if you and I'm sitting down. So I was in Chicago at the Toy and Game Fair, and the technology is it's 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 available to uh, handicapped, disabled. I was working with some disabled children in wheelchairs, and uh, just for them to be able to use it, and it gathered the rhythm from their shoulders up. Um, you know, it was very helpful for those kids, and I got some videos of that too. But the the technology is is uh, is a it's a uh, a piece of uh, a coach on your wrist, I guess, if, if, if you wanted to, you know, 
put it in a in, in that kind of term. And, and what it'll do with players worldwide is uh, allow them to coach themselves. They'll understand that if they learn how to use it properly. That's when you start to see that grin come on the players' faces. They get the gratification. They get the positive feedback. And so, I mean, starting with it with younger kids just to develop it, moving up through the ranks, my, my goal and dream in life is to have this technology revolutionize the sport and have all players with a consistent shooting form like Clay Thompson, Devin Booker, Steve Nash, Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, and these guys, and, and, and really just revolutionize the sport. So no matter what position you play, you have a really good consistent shooting form. I don't believe there's a, there's a such thing as a perfect shot, so to speak. Sometimes I say that uh, because players, their bone structure is different. Um, their height's different. Kevin Durant, for example, he, he, it's hard for him to coil up his body and uncoil because he's got a seven foot five inch wingspan. And so most people don't have that. So, you know, he, he's a little bit more unorthodox in the way he moves. And so, but his follow through, Durant's follow through is perfect. So it takes him a little longer to get where he's going, but you know, he, he's not having any issues with it. So there's nothing I would do to, to mess with Durant. Um, some of the other guys, uh, Russell Westbrook, freak of nature athlete, uh, watching him play is just an excitement to see him on the floor, how, how explosive he is. But he does accelerate. If you'll see him accelerate sometimes with his thumb, and when Russell makes a lot of amazing shots, but sometimes when he misses, it's very bad. Um, and it's because of that added acceleration and how it comes out, because it can create side spin. And again, the added acceleration, which can go long, right or left. Um, so the tech, uh, right now I have over 10,000 plus users, organic growth in 36 countries. We have a progression chart. Um, so players can see how well they're doing. Uh, leaderboards are coming now. Uh, distance tracking, so players can uh, collect their, their statistics um, from the floor. Uh, and, and, you know, range shooting is, is one drill that I always encourage players to start close and move back. And then form shooting drill on there, too, has been updated. And I have some incentivized, uh, you know, gamification features for players out there. And just to keep them engaged and keep these kids using it. And I gave away, um, you know, Kobe poster, cash money. I, I try to help these kids to stay engaged and in, in, in working with the tech. Um, and also uh, a team feature that's, that's going to come out now where coaches can have their entire team and be able to track who's doing what uh, with, by using the technology. You do not need a ball or a basket. As I just demonstrated in front of you sitting down, I can just go through my mechanics and the technology will read you. So when I start with players, first of all, if they have very bad shooting form or they're an amateur first time player, I'm like, look, just put, just this is the motion with your wrist, put the technology on, learn to use it, give it three seconds in between shots, do it again, go back down, do it again, and just repeat it and gain that muscle memory. Just build up the strength in your body where you can do that. Start up close and then move back. From there, you know, I do lightweight balls, I do basketballs against the wall, just using the technology. And the results that I've seen is, is absolutely phenomenal. Um, one, of my, one of my greatest success stories, I think, is with a uh, seventh grade kid. Uh, he was a left hand, he was a right, actually he's right-handed, but he shot just, it was purely double hand, double wristed uh, from his chest shot. And so he trained for three months. I think he shot over 9,000 or 10,000 shots in three months. And he's, First of all, I forgot to mention, I said, Hampton, what, what hand do you want to shoot with? 
he said, left hand. I said, because it really doesn't matter right now. You don't have a shooting hand. You have two shooting hands. So we start, I put it on his right wrist. It goes on the non-shooting wrist. And so he started learning, shot 10,000 shots in three months. And I mean, I got video of him starting to finish and he's knocking down 23, 24 footers, just pure form. And it's, it's a thing of beauty. Uh, so um, anyways, but uh, that in my opinion, there's a lot of, all skills are important in basketball, but that in my opinion, shooting proper shooting form is the, is the most important skill to master because all players have the ability to do it no matter their, their height or their size. That was fantastic. For those listening that can't see Coach Horn, it's as easy as sitting down in your chair and going through your shooting motion with your hands, walking around the house and going through your shooting motion. Like Coach said, you don't need a ball, you don't need a basket. You can do this anywhere. And that's what's so great about the Shot Doctor app. And those are absolutely great examples of how you're able to use solution-minded thinking to help players benefit from the Shot Doctor app. And this advice is especially valuable for our young players. And my freshman team that I coach, I sent them all the app about a week ago, and a few of them have gotten back to me already saying that they, 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 they love using it. It's, it makes it much easier for them to coach themselves, which is a big thing because a lot of them, they don't have me on top of them now, especially with uh, the, the pandemic. Right. To get on top of them and, and coach them through it. So without having me there, they're now able to have this app that's able to walk them through step-by-step step what they need to do to get better, which at 14, 15 years old, and obviously even later on, but especially then is uh, incredibly important. Right. And John, you know, uh, you know, as a coach, uh, you can't always be around them. You can't always hold them accountable when they're not, you know, under your guidance in the gym. And so when you leave and, you know, you're like, all right, boys, you know, here we go. Here's your homework. And these players and, and you know, one thing I am trying to eliminate is, is I was I was going to create my own wearable. But with the technology already existing on smartwatches, that was just the smartest route to go. And if you're a parent that has an Apple Watch, you can loan it to your kid, let them use it. <clears throat> All of your data is collected on your profile, on your phone, there's no personal data that's collected. Everything is right there, how many shots you took, how well you did, your improvement and things like that. And so um, it's, it's, a, it's a good way to give your kids homework. You can also use it as an exercise. You can see some of those videos on my social media page. Um, and, um, and you know, coach, uh, to, to be able to, uh, give these kids, you know, some sort of uh, homework away from just uh, something on a sheet of paper. Um, you know, it's actually go through it, do it. I can see through your progress how well you're doing. You know, that, that's, I think that, that that's a big thing. Kids love to show me. And if any of them, by the way, have any issues with it, make sure, you know, players at home, kids at home, don't dribble with it. You're gonna get, you're gonna confuse the algorithm. Sometimes when you catch a rebound with the hand, that's where, your non-shooting hand is wearing it, it may misfire. That's just part of beta phase, but it's, it's strictly four form shooting. So try to eliminate the dribbles, try to eliminate the excess movement, start in your shooting pocket directly in the center of your chest, right below your guide eye. I'm right-handed. That's my right eye. And then shoot from there. And then that's when you're going to get your feedback at the top of your follow through. That's how you want to use it. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I, I love to know that, 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 you know, you've experienced already coach and you've already got some of the guys, uh, out there uh, that are using it. So I'd love to see their names on the leaderboard. That All these new features will come out uh, in the in the very near future, I think, within the next two weeks. So I'll certainly keep you posted on that. And also for your listeners out there, it's available on the uh, Apple Store, on the App Store, but we're in the process to develop the Android version too. Right now we're out in for around 94 million people worldwide. That's how many Apple wearers there are. Android has around 300 million. So within the next couple of weeks before basketball season, it'll be available on both platforms. 
That's fantastic. And that was actually what I wanted to touch on next was what does the future hold for Shot Doctor, whether it is that new update when you come out of the beta stage or expanding to other platforms and making it as easy for people to use as possible? Well, you know, that, I mean, I, I, first of all, from all the players, I love the feedback. You know, the only other uh, thing that I was trying to, uh, well, I was thinking about pursuing was, was actually getting it uploaded on, on the youthful smartwatches like Gizmo. So it comes as a factory tool for, for those uh, smartwatches for children. Uh, they're good for just tracking kids and helping kids for emergency, whatever, texting. And so, you know, smart wearable market is just skyrocketing. Uh, this is the new wave of training. Like I mentioned earlier, you can't be with your players all the time. Uh, certain players from, I know I was from a poor rural area. I, I couldn't afford private training. Uh, you know, so I could maybe work a little bit and earn enough to buy myself a watch and then kind of help myself and take that, that uh, initiative to help myself. But uh, that's, that's the purpose behind the Shot Doctor. That's my goal is to get it out there, get it on everybody's wrist and help them. Um, I want it to elevate players. I want, you know, them to get a hero feeling from it to actually master and, and, and kind of purify that shot. Some players and coaches are, are, you know, they'll come to me with a different attitude. They'll say, coach, none of that matters. As long as it goes in, it's a good shot. And, you know, if that's, if that's the way you think, uh, that's okay. But my, um, you know, my response to that is that if I kicked it and it went in the hoop, it may count for two points, but that doesn't mean it was a good shot. And so, uh, secondly, when, you know, you had a player like Lonzo Ball, for example, as he draws the ball across his body and shoots it, um, one of the, the, first of all, that's a, in my opinion, that's a very poor shooting form. And I think a lot of people would agree with me, but one thing that hurt Lonzo was the, the time it took for him to, from his hip to go across his body and then release it above his head. And so he was having to rush those shots. He didn't have to as much in high school or in college, but when he got to the NBA, there were six, seven, six, eight guys. Um, and, and it can be very, I mean, it, 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 no matter how good those guys are for their confidence level, it, it, it's a, it's a hard hit, man. And it, it gets them coach and uh, you know, and, and all of their lives, they go through these phases, whether it be uh, elementary JV professional ball, I mean, uh, college ball, or even AAU and, and travel ball. And they hear a lot of what good that they're doing and that's great, but players need to understand you got to get that jump shot down, you know, and I, 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 don't, I hate, Sometimes, uh, I don't ever throw coaches under the bus, but I hate to see it sometimes when coaches place players specifically in a position because of their height or size without really developing their fundamentals and, and at least helping them with their jump shot. Uh, and all players are not gonna be shooters. You're still gonna have some of your Dennis Rodman guys out there and Ben Wallace players, but, uh, and that's okay. They can make a great living in that role, but all players uh, should really focus to develop their, their shooting form. And that the goal for Shot Doctor for me to help more is to continue my development, get it on Android, and get the users, get the feedback from everybody out in the world. I don't care good or bad. I want to hear it. Definitely. Now, feedback is obviously super important. And, and when you say um, how everyone can use it, even if you are a Dennis Rodman or Ben Wallace type of player, you still need to shoot free throws and you still have to hit right. a high percentage of them. So no matter who you are, um, the shooting, shooting is an essential part of the game of basketball and it's, it's not something you can run away from. Okay. Absolutely, so, Coach. Absolutely. Uh, you know, Steve Nash, uh, speaking of the free throw, man, uh, if players, if they don't remember Nash, if they're young and listening, go back on YouTube and watch him shoot a free throw, <clears throat> and, and Steve would go to the strike before he got the ball. He would go through his mechanics once, twice, maybe three times. And then the official would throw him the ball. 
but he would go through his rhythm and he would go through his mechanics without a ball. The shot doctor actually can teach you how to do exactly the way he does it, the way Kobe, the way Michael, James Harden, all of these guys, whether you're right or left-handed. And I, I was working with some NBA Hall of Famers. I was invited out to ESPN Studios and uh, Chauncey Billups and Paul Pierce and Jalen Rose, great guys, man. I had a wonderful time with them watching the Celtics and Warriors game with them. But uh, Chauncey and I had a chance to just sit around and chat uh, on an outdoor court. And so, you know, Chauncey, of course, big shot Billups, man. He was a phenomenal shooter. He mentioned to me, he said, Coach Warren, he said, how many times have you ever seen me dunk? And I said, I don't believe I ever have, Chauncey. He said, that's because I have it. He said, I made a living uh, from the three-point line and just being able to knock down my shot. He certainly did. And he hit it in clutch situations. And, and, and he had so much confidence in his shot just by watching him that brief period of time outside with him, just the way he shot. There was never a time where it was inconsistent. Um, the funny thing of the story, though, is, is I said, all right, Chauncey, you know, you, 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 you're dialing this thing up with it on your left wrist, your right hand. I said, do me a favor, switch it over to your right wrist and shoot left-handed for me. He said, oh, coach, you ain't got me on video, do you? I said, no, we, we're not videoing right now. So he puts it over on the other one, he shoots with it, and he gets a couple uh, right. After he got, he got one or two wrong, then he gets them right. Smart guy, didn't take him very long at all, of course. Um, and he looked back over at me and he said, man, if I had this as a kid, I would have been a double, I would have been a right and a left-handed shooter because he's now shooting left-handed with proper form. And the, and, the, and the beauty of the technology is, and please make sure your listeners understand this and the guys you're coaching, is that when you force the guide hand, not really force it, but you coach the non-shooting hand, when it's in the pocket, I've, I've, cons I've labeled it a guide hand sometimes, but actually the non-shooting hand, when it's in the shooting pocket, it's a balance and then it becomes a guide upon release. You know, you want that guide hand to tilt a little toward the target, not remain straight up, so it at least finishes through the, the drive, the follow through and snap of the wrist with the dominant hand. But when you make the, the non-shooting hand, um, the mechanics do as it's supposed to do, the dominant hand, the shooting hand, even the elbow gets lined up with the shooting shoulder as it's supposed to. And it does what it's supposed to do because it's forced to shoot the ball because now you've taken away the interference and the acceleration from the non-shooting hand. That's the beauty of the technology. It's on the non-shooting wrist, but it also forces the dominant hand to do what it's supposed to do as well. When you're talking about the guide hand and keeping it up and, and, and following through like that, what are your thoughts? Because I know it's like a controversial thing in coaching circles and shooting circles on, on holding your follow through with your guide hand too. Is that something you want to talk about? Yeah, you know, coach, I, I, I do believe it's, um, you need both hands in the air in your follow through. I would say for a one, two count, if you can get it up for a one or two count, sometimes you'll see guys, pro players, and they'll shoot and they'll hold, they'll have that one hand, they'll drop the guide. Um, and most of those players, kids at home need to understand, their, their fingers are, you know, I mean, they're like, they got banana hands. They're just giant fingers. These guys, I, I've shaken the NBA players' hands. I'm 6'5", but their fingers will come to, you know, my forearm, halfway down my forearm. And so they can actually, some of the problems that pro players run into is not enough room on the ball. Giannis Antetokounmpo, Rajon Rondo, I mean, you know, there, there's a couple of players, um, 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 Danny Green, for example. Danny Green, if you'll look how he shoots the ball, he, his hands, his fingers are so long that they wrap over the front of the ball. So it's almost like when he's trying to place his both hands on the ball, it looks like he's blocking himself. And so, but, he, but then he releases the right way. So, uh, you know, the, that's why you see some of your one-handed follow-through releases. But I honestly believe 
that players, when I've coached them, they need a visual. They need to see where their follow through finishes. And so when certain players, they'll, you know, coach, you've seen them, they'll do a snatch away. They'll just, they'll shoot and they'll snatch away because they see Russ do it, Westbrook, they see these guys do it, Steph Curry. Um, and, uh, but the, but the, the kids, once you got a, players at home, you got to understand whether you're a college player or, or, you know, middle school or whatever, it's when you finish and you start holding your follow through, you're building your, your shoulder strength, uh, you're gaining those mechanics and you're, and you're completing your shot and you know, at the top of your shot, you've gone through your all of your mechanics from the time of your shooting pocket to your release. And that's really important. So yes, I believe that both hands. Uh, should finish with it, at least stay up for a one to two second count. Thank you, Coach. That's definitely uh, super informative and great advice for a lot of young players. How can players get the app and connect with it? Well, you know, there, there's tons of information out there about it. My marketing guys are, you know, they're, they're doing a really good job all over the social media platforms for me. Um, uh, you know, it's, it, it takes time working with people, especially if they're not in the basketball field, to actually understand a little bit more about what it does. Uh, but yeah, there, there's tons of information out there with the social media, Reddit, and uh, make sure you, you know, I'll send you some info coach and some links. And if you want to share those with your viewers and oh, pop up or something on the screen, uh, please feel free to do that. Uh, you can also share my information if they need to reach out for any kind of questions or, or just more information. I'm happy to answer that. Uh, and um, if they want to respond um, to, with questions on videos on social media, you know, encourage them to do that too. But right now it's on the app store. Uh, you can go to www.shot.doctor and you'll find it there. So that's www.shot.doctor. So on Google, you can actually type in just shot period doctor and it'll pop up the top one. So there's more information on there on how to use it. And, um, you know, there is a learning curve to it, coach. It's, 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 a, it's the world's first uh, piece of technology there are other pieces of technology out there, Coach. You know, Garmin has – I spoke with Garmin about their golf app. It's, it's uh, sensors that go on the club, the shaft, and then the golf club. Well, all of that data is good, um, <clears throat> but you have to decipher what that data is. Basketball, there's basketball apps out there. There's, there's different types of apps that the, the, the creators, I believe, have really good intentions. And for certain players, they do a lot of great things for them. And I encourage my players to use those things as long as they're benefiting from it. But the, the, the shot doctor, the difference with it is, is it's a solution for a problem of the poorest habits, poorest shooting mechanics in basketball. Uh, and, and again, my opinion, the most important skill to master. And so it's a solution for a problem. I spoke with the um, <clears throat> NFL Players Association president, uh, <clears throat> Eric Winston, a few years ago, I was invited to speak in, at the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas in front of thousands of people. And um, after I got off stage, he said, Coach, he said, you know, you've created a solution to a problem. He said, you know, we're looking for different things now to help with concussion protocol, all these different things. And there are great things in technology within the, the wearables that may control your heart, to, you know, communicate with you about your steps and your heart rate. And all of that's great. But as far as helping the player fix something, you know, there's not a lot of communication. That, that's kind of communication from the technology to the player. And so that's my goal behind this. That's what I want all users to understand. This is a completely different type of technology. Yes, it is compared to some of the other basketball tech that's out there, but it's not even close. It's night and day to what's available. 
Um, so, you know, uh, please, uh, you know, players, if you're using it, keep using it. You know, give me some feedback. The leaderboard's going to come out. I'm going to have incentives for you guys, for all of you. Uh, no matter what, what age you are, you will be able to compete and, and run up that and, and, and win and get things from me and, and uh, um, a lot of different incentives uh, that way. So, uh, and also, please let me know how I can help you. If, if you don't like it, let me know. If you like it, let me know how well you're doing, whatever. Let me know what problems you're having. Awesome. And, and just to wrap up, one last question. If you could provide one shooting tip for players today, what would it be? I think that it all starts with, Coach, um, mental conditioning. If you, if you prepare mentally, because shooting, mastering your jump shot is a, is a lifelong process because you're going to get stronger, you're going to get taller, your wingspan's going to change, the size of your hands, the length, your jumping ability – all of these things will change throughout your basketball career. Some players don't really master their jump shot until well into their 30s. Uh, but th that's, I would say, your mental conditioning. Always stay focused. If you're going to work on your shooting, really focus on your shooting. Don't go out and throw the ball up around hoops and just, you know, mess around out in the yard and, and, or on the court. And, you know, you, you just, you're shooting, 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 and you make a few shots here and there. Focus on your form. Get your form right get back over to the hoop and then, you know, master it that way. I, I would encourage players to use a wall, just shoot against a wall and let it bounce back to them and then shoot against the wall. Stay focused through the process. If you start to get, you know, you're, you're getting a little burned out because it is, uh, um, you know, it is, it is a little mental, mentally exhausting. Just take a breather, go back and do some footwork, get some finishes around the rim, work on some dribbling, whatever it is you need to do, defense, whatever. But when you're that, – that tip in shooting, players really stay focused, mentally condition yourself to go in and, and, and be sharp with everything that you do, all the movements that you do. And remember this, in the NBA there's a saying that you – we shave time off of players. So by doing – if you're not loading with your shooting wrist and you're, you're over the top of the ball and you're not – you don't have that wrist cocked back where you have a wrinkle in your shooting wrist, that – to here cost you two tenths of a second when you shoot. So in the NBA, if a player is doing this and loading like this, we automatically fix that one little detail. And so when you finally tune your jump shot into a second to two second jumper from the time you have it in your pocket to your release, you're going to be a heck of a threat. And, 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 and if you can catch and release and shoot the ball that quickly off the dribble, that means the defender's closeout has to be that much faster, which means you're, if you're that much of a threat to shoot, a defender, uh, as a statistical analysis, I can tell you right now from when I was in the NBA, a defender is more likely because he knows your player bio to come out of their stance and to stand up and contest you in a hesitation or when, you're, when your body language says, I'm hesitating and I'm going to shoot or I send my eyes to the rim, eight times out of ten, that player is going to release out of their stance and, and get their hand up. And then once they do that, you can make a read and blow by but the, the, the main focus, the main thing is you have to be able to shoot. You have to be a big-time threat to shoot. So uh, get after it. I, I encourage all your listeners out there to get after it, Coach, and, and uh, your players too. And, and uh, you know, um, I hope that, that the information that I've provided and some of the explanations of the tech has, has been very helpful and useful to anyone listening. And, um, you know, good luck. Don't let anybody tell you you can't do something. 
that's absolutely great advice. And especially when it comes to uh, the importance of shooting and how that's obviously the direction the NBA is, uh, or the just basketball in general is, is trending in. And I'm more than confident that the shot doctor app is going to really help create hundreds of um, maybe even thousands of, of great shooters. Well, thank you, coach. And, and one last thing I wanted to say too, right now the shooters get X amount of shots. Right now the app is free. There are different features and all these different things that are going to come out. So it will be a subscription model. Players will get so many shots for free every month. So um, I'm not, you know, I don't want to take it completely out of the hands of those that don't subscribe, but there will be a monthly subscription and a yearly subscription and then a team subscription for a coach. Uh, coaches out there for yourself, if you have 10 players coach, they can use your watch and you can uh, select the names of the players and give them your watch. And then when they hit done, that data will go to that particular player. And each year you can load up 10 new players if you'd like. So when you need to give them homework, you can get them, if they need that work, and you're at practice, just get them doing it, and then you can keep track of who's, who's doing what through the progression bar with all those players as well. So um, I thank you as well, Coach, for your time and, and uh, your patience and uh, hearing me out today. And, and uh, I try to condense it as best I could. <laughs> no, thank you, and thank you so much for coming on, Coach. I really appreciate it. And um, everyone, obviously, uh, shot.doctor.com, shot uh, shot.doctor on Instagram, Twitter, everything. Um, so you can keep up with your content and obviously to download the Shot Doctor app and, uh, and keep on shooting. That's it. And, and, you know, players at home, don't be discouraged during this time. I hope you and your family are, everyone's doing well. And, and uh, you know, maybe we'll be through this, uh, this crisis uh, before long. And, you know, but don't be discouraged. Take advantage of the opportunities that you have being at home to focus on your individual game. And uh, it won't be long, Coach. We'll be back on the hardwood. As we all know, fellas, all good chop-ups must come to an end. That's all for today's episode. Special thanks to Coach Horn for coming on today. Coach gave us some great insights from his experience as a professional shooting coach. I know I loved every second of it, and I hope you fellas enjoyed it too. Until next time. Thanks for listening to the Big Fellas Podcast. Check us out on all major social media platforms at Big Fellas Pod to join the chop up. You can also listen to us on every podcast platform on the planet. Stay tuned for the next episode, Big Fellas.